0: All right, I want us to look here. Start here in in Luke chapter twenty-two. This is um, this is. Notice what it says. Notice it's just like whoa. Confucius say, (laughs) it's history. It's a report. And now Luke twenty-two verse one. And now the Passover celebration was drawing near. Of course, this is right before Jesus gets crucified. And this was no accident. Remember Passover. That was that was they were to celebrate that because what? That was when they got out from under Pharaoh Egypt. But remember. What took place? What did they do? Everybody, every household offered up a lamb. You can figure it out. You know, Jesus fixed me crucified. He was the lamb. But anyway, let's keep going. So uh, anyway, notice they were trying you can just kind of speed through this. You can see that, boy, they were trying to kill him. Okay, whatever. All right. Uh, Let's, I want us to scroll down here uh, because when Jesus went with his disciples into the garden, he says something very interesting. Especially in today, we think, well, it's all turn the other cheek. Eh, no, it's not turn the other cheek. If you look closely, when Jesus said turn the other cheek, it was persecution. Somebody says, you really love Jesus, you know, and they want to give you trouble for it, you know, praise the Lord. <clears throat> okay, but let's get down here to, we're in the garden. All right. Uh, let's see. Look at this. Jesus asked them, when I sent you out to preach, this is verse 35, Luke twenty-two, thirty-five. 35. When I sent you out to preach... Now, remember, he's our shepherd. You know, whether we believe in Jesus or not, we are still historically, he, you, <laughs> there's no missing link. Monkeys have five hands, I mean, four hands. <laughs> they got two down here and two up here. They're, they're, we're not the same. I mean, we can kid ourselves and do all the things we want to, but the, the link is still missing. And the fossil record's on our side. It wasn't that if you let something die and it lays outside, it disappears. A fossil was created from pressure, something happened. You know, wow, I got 10,000 dinosaurs in one little place. And it was because of us. You can imagine all that flood water. Just They don't just all decide, you know, I'm about ready to die. How about you, T-Rex? No, man, something happened, you know. But anyway, all right, back to this. Okay, let me close this. So here we are, historic here. We're looking at this. Jesus said, when I sent you out to preach the good news, were you without money? Now, I want to make a point here. When he sent out the disciples, none of them were Pharisees. None of them were scribes. And none of them were Sadducees, the bunch that Jesus, basically the religious people that are supposed to know better. Well, they made a club out of it and they were preaching their own stuff instead of the scriptures. Okay. When I sent you out to preach the good news and you were without money, oh, uh, duffel bag and extra clothing, how'd you get along? Fine. They never lacked for nothing. It was just some sort of That's the blessing of the Lord blessing you financially. Same thing happened to you. But now he said, now remember what's happening. He's fixing to go to the cross. It's basically going to be lights out for three days, three nights. He said, but right now he says, hey, you take a duffel bag. Remember, this bunch is trying to kill not only Jesus, but the whole disciples too. And if you have one, uh, no, and if you have one and your money, and if you don't have a sword, now, Jesus, please. Ho, ho, ho. If you don't have a sword, Better sell your clothes and buy one. For the time has come for this prophecy about me to come true. He'll be condemned as a criminal. Yes, everything written about me by the prophets uh, will come true. Uh, Wow. Look what they said. Master, we got two nine millimeters. Enough. Wow. It's funny how we don't hear these things. Okay. I want us to jump ahead. Other funny stuff. Sometimes we hear it, but we don't make the connection. Ephesians chapter 6 here, let's go all the way to the 6th chapter. Uh, the 6th chapter, starting at verse 19. Uh, let's see, well, not past it. Oh, mm, let's see. Yeah, look at this. I back up. Here we go. Last of all, now this is like an email. This is history too. We actually got a, a copy of this thing. It's actually called a letter. They call it the letters of Paul. It didn't say, oh, the scriptures of Paul. You know, he was a, you know, a theologian. He was not a theologian. He was trying to kill Christians. That's how good a theologian he was. He was bent. He was going to kill them. He stood there and watched Stephen get killed. He was holding the coats saying, yeah, one stone, $3. Yeah, a big stone, $5, whatever. He was, he was involved in it. But now something's happened to him. He, he loves Jesus. Remember the road to Damascus? Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Boy, Jesus just stopped him. Okay, last of all, this is the tail end of a letter. Sincerely yours, Richard A. Dare. whatever. last thing he's saying. Oh, P.S. Last of all, I want to remind you that your strength must come from the Lord's mighty power within you. Well, that'd be nice to be there. No, the King James says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You can't be something that you don't have. Put on God's armor. Well, gosh, if I could just find it, we have it. We got it. Put on God's armor. Now, that's a military term. Hmm. Don't know little part of the military. Sometimes the Lord has to call them out, but they're not really holy. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. The Lord said, you got two swords, you're going to need them tonight. And right here he says, 24 hours a day, put on weapons. Oh, it just bothers me that little Johnny got a squirt gun. that looks like a pistol. Oh, no, you know. Thank God. Take the moment to teach him about that gun, you know. Safety, obviously, but also this, praise the Lord. We have an enemy out there. Satan wants to kill you. He does. All right. He says, put on this armor. So that you'll be able to stand safe, look at this, against all the strategies and tricks of Satan. Sometimes we think he only has one against us. Oh, I met the bad one two years ago. Man, you got bad ones every day coming your way. We got stuff coming. Anyway, for we're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies. (laughs) Paul actually thought we believed this. Of course, we do. Evil rulers of the unseen world. Those mighty satanic beings with evil princesses of darkness. Gee, what are we going to do? Don't worry, greaters, He's in you. That's the reason we got history in the Old Testament. They blew them all out of the water. Fantastic. Who rule this world and against the number of wicked spirits in the wicked world. Wow. Well, what do we do? What do we do? Well, Look what he says. So use every piece of God's armor. Notice it's God's armor. He didn't say, well, you know, I didn't mean for y'all to do this. And man has come up with weapons and stuff. Let me tell you, the Lord's behind the weapons. Praise the Lord. Every piece of God's armor. Remember when Jesus comes back riding a horse, John Wayne, he's going to be a tattoo on his thigh. King of kings, Lord of lords. And he's got a two-edged sword. Wow. And, you know, the Bible's called a two-edged sword in Hebrews chapter 4. Anyway, resist the devil whenever he attacks. Yeah, I think sometimes there's where we mess up. We think, it, oh, you mean roll over. No, don't roll over. Resist it. Oh, Rich, I don't see the devil. I don't, you just pray is all you got to do. Ask for the Lord's help. He will dispatch all kind of help to you. Let me show you how that works. This is exactly how it works. That's the reason we have the, we have the, the history to be able to see what it is. Now watch what happened here. So I don't know how I can get this army's help. Look what happened. And I'll show you right after when when Jesus, let will just go right to it. Actually, it was right after when Jesus told him, you got any swords? Okay. Let me get up here to where he's fixing to be crucified. Uh, Let's see. It wasn't that chapter. Here we go. 25, 26. Uh, Here we go. All right. See, here's the Passover. All right. The bad guys are going to come get him. Let's see what happens here. Let's see. Tonight, yeah, he says, y'all are going to deny me. Let me speed through here. Uh, Look at this. Sleep on now. The the time has come. I am to be betrayed in the hands of evil men. Let's be going. Look, here he comes. At that very moment, while he was still speaking, yeah, there he is, Judas, one of the twelve. Oh, man. Look at this. He was armed with swords and clubs. Anyway, Judas uh, told them to arrest the man he greeted, actually kissed. Remember that. Okay, so he went up there and he kissed him. All right, let's go on down here. Uh, Jesus said, My friend, go ahead, do whatever you've come for. Then the others grabbed him. Now, one of the men with Jesus, he actually did the right thing. The Lord just said a few minutes ago, You got a sword. He pulled it out. But now watch what the Lord said. You, you use it for yourself, but I don't need it right now. He said, well, well, put the sword away. This is where some people go, well, put the sword away. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. And they get, they get all confused. Those using swords will get killed. That meant right there because Jesus was destined to be crucified. Didn't mean forever. I guess I got to put my pistol up, you know. Okay, no, don't you realize, here it is, here's what I want you to see. How do you resist the devil? Don't you realize that I could ask my father, look at this, for thousands of angels to protect us, and he would. Now, Jesus, that's just yours only. No, it's not. That's the reason he told us. It belongs to you and I. So when all of a sudden terrible things happen to you, what should you do? <gasps> Wait a minute. I remember when Jesus was fixed to be crucified, and he said, Don't you realize, and I don't want to be the one that goes, I I, I didn't realize that. No, I realize it, Lord. I could call and get, what's the count? Thousands. I think the King James, it says says 12 12 legions. That's a bunch of angels. To protect us, and he would send them instantly. Now, here's where the other problem comes in. (laughs) I don't believe that. (laughs) Been in church all my life. I don't believe that. You better fix that. You've got to fix that. And the reason you're having trouble with that is because you haven't read the Scriptures and know that this stuff is yours. All right, anyway, so let's... So, now, we come back over here to... Uh, back to the armor again. Obviously, now it looks like that armor is pretty good stuff. Okay. All right, here we go. So, here we are. So, he says, So, use every piece of God's army to resist the enemy whenever he attacks. Look at that. When it's all over... You'll be laying there dead. (laughs) No, wait a minute. You will still be standing. Praise the Lord. Now, I don't have time to go into the rest of that. He breaks down the rest of that armor right there, but I'm going to break it down by doing this. Let's go back over here to things that have been chronicled. Now, I love this. This is 1 Chronicles. Now remember the whole scripture, the whole Bible. I'm not going to go through it. But remember this is, what do we have? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. History, 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 history. Then you get down here to Chronicles. And they back up a little bit. And they say the same thing. This, I mean, it's, it's like we thought nobody was as smart as the Americans. We keep records. Yeah, on your hard drive. Oh, real good. Electricity. Oh, wait a minute. We don't have no electricity. Yeah, your world just went upside down. We've been attacked by another nation. There's no such thing as a grid anymore. Everybody's running for their life. Well, I got all my pictures on my my iPhone don't work. You better have a better historic record. These guys did. It was written down. It was, it was memorized. The earliest generations of mankind. I bet you today everybody in this room can figure out the first man's name. Oh, uh, let's see. Now, don't look now. What was it? We know it. We even know what his wife's name is. Well, see, how did you do that? You would even fight for it. Somebody, somebody says we lost the Bible. We can't figure it out, and we we're struggling on that chapter chapter two. What was that first man's name? You would have fought for it. His name is Adam. I know it. Well, oh, yeah. Well, that's the reason these people knew Adam, Seth, Enosh, King, all these guys, all the way down. Here comes Noah. He was the tenth one, and here's his sons, and it gives this list. Now, this list goes on and on. It's it's really great reading. It really is. Uh, but I want us to go, watch this. I want to go to chapter 4 because something strange is going on here. Like Ghostbusters. Something strange. Watch this. Now you get up here, chapter 4, Cos was the father of this guy. Whatever, whoops, messed up. All right, he was the father. He was also the ancestor of the clan of this and this and this. As you read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you see people's names constantly. Name, 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 name. All of a sudden, they'll go, he was a part of this clan. You go, I remember that guy's name. Anyway, but verse 9, out of the blue, Jabez was more distinguished than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because she had such a hard time at his birth. Wow, we understand that. That's life, okay? Jabez means distress. Now, remember, this is genealogy, 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 and it's, it's very important, too. It's not like, well, who cares, who cares? Oh, it's very important. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel Oh, that you would wonderfully bless me and help me in my work. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all evil and disaster. And God granted him uh, his request. And then it goes to the sentence of Rekha, Rekha, and it goes on. This guy, this guy, this guy. No other mention of that guy ever again. What am I going to do with that 10th verse? Well, I'll tell you what I do. I use it every day in my prayers. Praise the Lord. Works wonders for me. We're clicking along here. Genealogy, genealogy, genealogy looks like. Let's go to the fifth chapter. That was 410. Guess what? There's a 510. Look what happens here. Now these are uh, his prince of the tribe of Reuben, you know, was taken captive by, that guy's in history, King Tilgrath Pilneser of Assyria. His relatives became the clans of this guy, this guy, this guy. Okay, then the Reubenites. But watch what happens over here. And during the reign of King Saul, The men of Reuben defeated the Hagrites in war, moved into their tents on the eastern edge of Gilead. Now, they're still going to get into genealogy, but there's a little story here. Something's important. Across from them in the land of Bashan, okay, they were Wheeler Dam, and they went over here toward uh, Pulaski, and then they came down here. That's all they're saying. Descendants of Gad, who spread as far as Salaca. Joel was the greatest and was followed by Shaphan. Also, Janiah and their relatives. Okay, these guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, watch this. Watch what happened here. Yeah, really, it's the truth. Uh, let's see. Where did it go? Uh, I'm in the fifth chapter. Hold on a second. Oh, oh right here. Here you go. Okay. So oh, it was actually verse 20 coming up. Anyway, so there are 44,760. Oh, 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 look at this. I want to show you this. Look at verse 17. All these were included in the official genealogy at the time of King Jotham. Okay. David put together a genealogy. Notice he had a record. Everybody had a record. They knew who was who. And actually, the Bible shot themselves in the foot on this. They gave, they gave names and places and stuff because this is all figuratively, you know, it's, none of this happened. Oh, buddy, it did happen. But now watch this. A little story here. Just a short one here. There were 44,000 basically armed, trained, and brave troops in the army of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. That was Joseph's son. Okay. Coat of many colors, second to Pharaoh. Anyway, these are great grandkids of his. They declared war on this bunch, this bunch, this bunch. Now watch this. They look, look close. Here's how you resist the devil. They cried out to God to help them, and He did, for they trusted in Him. Wow. And it was a war. Man, I tell you. Oh. <clears throat> I bought, a, uh, I bought a 1960 calendar. It's got a picture of the Rose, Rose Queen on it. You know, I'm just, you know, here, up whatever. But I got it because it had a neat little pictures right here. And I was flipping through it. And in September, I think it's September 5, because it's got some neat little, it's got like Grant's birthday, all, all kind of stuff you never knew of. In September, it said in September 5th, 1945, Now, this is, I don't care. They say it's political. That's the reason it's not on there anymore. This is such a fantastic picture. This was on your standard calendar that you got in 1960 from anywhere. Guess what it had in September? It showed flames in the background and it had the Japanese flag going down like this. What was that? That was the day we bombed them. Now, that was necessary. All these wars that, you know, we, we speak of in here. In other words, man, these things were necessary. That was on the calendar. And it was like, all right, we're going to celebrate. What have we done today? We always oh, back off. We just take our troubles. We don't, oh, we just, no. Now back to this. They cried out to God to help them. and he For they trusted him. And look what happened. They defeated them. The booty included 50,000 camels. That's like 50,000 Chevrolets. Okay, there you go. 250 sheep, wow, what are you going to do with that? Well, that's like, you know, going to Gucci and having all your clothes made right there. There you go, 2,000 donkeys. I mean, come on, look at 100,000 captives. You know, oh, gee. Anyway, a great number of the enemy died in the battle for God was fighting against them. Wow. All right, now I'm going to skip ahead because in Chronicles, all of a sudden, after you get through some of these genealogies and things like that, all of a sudden, it picks up with... um with uh, the the history of uh, right after Saul died and King David takes place. I mean, King David picks up. Now here we go. In First Chronicles chapter eleven, we're going to read this, and this is it. Watch this. Now remember, you got to think of David. David was the twenty third Psalm. He was not some idiot. You know, he killed Goliath. We read too much into this stuff like we you know the reason David killed Goliath is because you know he he prayed every morning and he read his Bible all the time and you know and he was he was mentored. Yeah, he had a pastor and he mentored with the pastor. That didn't take place. It was simple trust in the Lord. It is so simple. We make it complicated. It's just daily trust the Lord. The leaders of Israel went to David at Hebron and told him, we're your relatives. Now remember, Saul was chasing David. David's killed his ten thousands and Saul has killed his thousands. Saul was jealous of David and all this kind of stuff. And the nation was kind of split, but the nation loved David. Now here they come back to him. Watch this. Even when Saul was king, you were the one who led, our, led us into our battles and brought them safely back again. Praise the Lord. And the Lord, your God, has told you, you shall be the shepherd of my people Israel. You shall be their king. David made a contract with them before the Lord. See? It's just, okay, you want me to be your king? Let's just present this before the Lord. We're going to make a contract. You guys are going to be on my side. All right, anyway, so they anointed him as king of Israel, just as the Lord had told Samuel. And David and the leaders went to Jerusalem, or Jabez, as it used to be called. Yep, that's what Jerusalem used to be called. Okay, oh, let's see. Where the Jebusites, the original inhabitants of the land, live. But the people of Jabez refused to let them in the city. Look what David did. So David captured the fortress of Zion, later called the city of David. So the city of David is really not Jerusalem. It was a little portion next to it. Now David extended it out there. But notice what David said. The first man to kill a Jebusite shall be made commander-in-chief. Wow. Well, Joab, that was actually his nephew, the son of Zariah, was the first. He became the general in David's army. David lived in the fortress, and that's why that area of Jerusalem is called the city of David. Wow. He extended the city around the fortress while Joab built the rest of Jerusalem. And David, let's see, became even more and more powerful for the Lord of the heavens was with him. Now, what part of this don't we have? You got every bit of it. We have been rolling over and letting things happen to us we shouldn't have. The Lord is with us today. We've celebrated Christmas. One of the the Christmas things we realized, the angel said, you'll call his name Emmanuel. Meaning what? God is with us. Wow. Now look at this. These are the names. Oh, no, we, we shouldn't do this because this is military. Oh, my goodness. That's the reason we have it. The names of some of the bravest of David's warriors who encouraged the people of Israel to make David their king, as the Lord said would happen. Now remember, don't read into this thing when we get to the top three. Oh, that guy. The top three. The secret story was he prayed every morning. He read 24 hours a day. No, he didn't. He's probably working out with his sword. He was good. But guess the thing he had going for him was these men knew the Lord. That's all. So simple. Be a doctor. Be a pharmacist. Be whoever you are. Be retired. It just is the Lord. That's all any of us need. You can't find any other special details at all. Look at this. Joshuabeam, the son of the man of Hakmah, was the leader of the top three. The greatest heroes among David's men. Once he killed 300 men with a spear. Wow. The second of the top three was Eliezer, the son of Dodo. Look at this, a member of the sub-clan of Aho, whatever, Aho, whatever. He was with David in the battle against the Philistines at Pasdamon. The Israeli army was in a bailey field and had begun to run away. But he held his ground in the middle of the field and recovered it and slaughtered the Philistines. And the Lord... So what if you get left behind Black Hawk Down or something like that? Man, don't you worry. Now is your time to let the Lord shine. You're going to be all right. The Lord saved him with a great victory. Another time, another time, another time. Here we go. I want to see when the bad stuff happens. There is not any bad stuff, praise the Lord. That's the whole point. David wrote about this in Psalm 3. He said, I'll not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves against me round about. That's what David said. not be afraid of them. He said, Lord, break their teeth in their mouth. And he said, no, i want to go to sleep. I'll lay me down and I'll sleep." For the Lord sustain me. And he goes on and says, For thou, O Lord, art a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. He wasn't going, twang, 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 I'm a little religious king, twang, twang. Man, David was leading the armies, praise the Lord. And it was all because of the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. Because remember, David didn't come on the scene until Israel completely had lost their nation. Moses had been dead for uh, roughly about 200 years. And Moses said, it's going, to go, it's going to fall apart after I die. Joshua tried to hold it together, and it lasted. They conquered the whole promised land under Joshua. And after Joshua died, whoo, boom, that's because they didn't, they didn't trust the Lord at all. They started worshiping pieces of wood. Okay, here we go. The Philistines were camped uh, at the valley of Rephim. Those are giants, that's what that reference is referring to. David was in the stronghold at the time, an outpost of the Philistines occupied Bethlehem. David wanted wanted a drink from Bethlehem's well beside the gate, and he mentioned it to his men. These three men broke through the Philistine camp. They did what? They broke through the Philistine camp. They drew some water from the well. They brought it back to David, but David didn't drink it. What did he do? He didn't say, well, sorry guys, watch closely. Let's see if David brings the Lord in this stuff. He did. Refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. In front of those men. Of course, those men were like, well, we got that for you, but that's all right. You gave it to the Lord. Because those men knew when they got back, man, did you see how many I knocked off? Did you see how many I knocked off? Golly, wow. All right, here we go. He said, uh, God forbid I should drink it. It's the very blood of these men who risked their lives to get it. Okay, Abishai, Joab's brother, commander of the 30. He he had gained his place among the 30, killing 300 men with his spear. He was the chief and the most famous of the 30, but he was not as great as the three. Gosh, where are they going with this? Benaniah, whose father was a mighty warrior, killed two famous giants. Ah, the only Bible story is Goliath. Man, there's more stories. (sighs) Anyway, Ben and I knocked one out, two of them, from Moab. He also killed a lion, look at this, in a slippery pit where there was no snow on the ground. I mean, where there was snow on the ground. Look at this, he once killed an Egyptian who was seven and a half feet tall, whose spear was as thick as a weaver's beam, but Ben and I went up to him with only a club. (laughs) And he pulled the spear away from him and used it to kill him. He was nearly as great as the three and was very famous among the 30. David made him captain of his bodyguard. Other, it's a, this just keeps going. Other famous warriors among David were, and I'm just a list. I'm not going to take time because we're going to go right to the next chapter. Okay. Here they are. Look at the, all the names of them. Wow. Okay. All right. Now, we're going to stop here. Watch this. These are the names of the famous warriors that joined David at, We'll just say Decatur or New Hope while he was hiding from Saul. All of them were expert archers, slingers and could use their left hand as readily as their right. Now, these guys are working together, working on CrossFit and training and stuff. I mean, what an inspiration. You better be doggone good. You should. Look at this. They could use their left hand and their right hand. I remember some uh, watching some pistol training things and some recommendations. They said, you better make sure you can shoot your pistol with your left hand. And I thought, because just in case something happened to the right and you're trying to defend yourself, might not be a bad idea to see if I can operate my revolver with my left hand or whatever. And I know there's been many times I've been working on my car and I thought, I need to use my left hand. I can't get in there. Well, whatever. The chief was Ahizer, the son of this guy and this guy. Others were his brother Joash. I mean, who we got the names for? Okay. Watch closely what happens next. All right. Uh, this guy, he was a warrior rated as high or higher than the 30. Jeremiah, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Wow. Just over and over again. Great, brave warriors of the tribe of Gad also went to David in the wilderness. They were both expert, They were experts with both shield and spear and were lion faced, swift as deer on the mountains. Ezra was the chief. Obadiah was second. Elab was the third. Anyway, it keeps going. All right. Uh, skip down here to verse 14. These were the army officers. Look at that. The weakest was worth a hundred normal troops, the greatest was worth a thousand. Mercy. They crossed, now this is interesting. They crossed the Jordan River during the flood. That's easy for us. I'll race you. How about it, Joab? I'll beat you. Uh, Look, last one's a rotten egg. I mean, man, they could do it. Wow. They conquered the lowlands on both the east and the west banks. I mean, all we have to blame here is the Lord, because this is, matter of fact, get ready what sticks to come up. Verse 16, when others came to David from Benjamin and Judah, David went out to meet them and said, well, if you come to help me, then we're friends. But David said, if you come to betray me to my enemies, now here's how we learn about the Lord. Watch what David says. Look, you're not going to be innocent before the Lord. If you're not on my side, if you've come to betray me to my enemies when I'm innocent, then God of our fathers see and judge you. Uh-oh, uh-oh, oh no. You ever heard of George Patton? Oh. Well, the church is only the chaplains. Oh, really? Here's Commander-in-Chief. The Holy Spirit, the what? Oh, can't believe I'm saying this. Well, that's just your religious background. You got to throw that away. The Holy Spirit came on them and said, Amasiah, the leader of the 30 you need to go back to Sunday school. Don't be... The, the church is... There's, this is the why it, was, why it was so wonderful. They said by the Holy Spirit, we're yours, David. We're on your side, the son of Jesse. Peace be with you and peace to all those who aid you for God is with you. That's what they said. Wow. David let them join them. He made them captains of his army. Some of the men of Manasseh deserted the Israeli army. In other words, they were working for King Saul. They joined David as he was going to battle. Can you imagine this? Look, look how many people are pouring into David's army against Saul. But as it turned out, the Philistine generals refused to let David and his men go with him. Anyway, that's another story there because they thought, you know, if we let it... <laughs> David was sort of working for the, Can- the Canaanites at the moment. But anyway, here's a list of some of the men from Manasseh who deserted to David. Okay, here's a list, 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 list. Each was a high-ranking officer of Manasseh's troop. They were brave, able warriors. They assisted David when he fought against the uh, uh, Amalek raiders of uh, whatever. Now look at 22. Look at that. More men joined David almost every day until he had a tremendous army. What does that say? The army of God. So it was true. Yeah. My goodness. And then from here down here is details. Details. How many? Out, look at this. Outstanding warriors. These guys were armed with sh- shields and spears. Now remember during the days right after Joshua, the ju- in the book of Judges, there was not an Israelite that had a sword. And then when King Saul came along, he was the only one that had a weapon. Sorry guys, I'm the only one. <laughs> Until they started beating some people. They didn't even have a weapon. Wow. Notice this. The registry? Oh, these are a bunch of country bumpkins. There was no record. Oh, they had records. Mercy. Anyway, let's kind of sift through this just a little bit. Look at this. So I'm so tired of hearing this, and don't let anybody fool you. Well, I'm a person of the cloth. I'm the Lord's guy, and I will not have no weapons. And I know we got movies going on taking place. But always been. I, I, I'm a pacifist? Oh, really? From the Levites. 4,600, that's troops, descendants of Aaron. There were 3,700 troops under the command of Zadok. Well, he must have been a loser of a priest. <laughs> what? You know, the temple had guards at the gates. Otherwise, people go, I'm going to take my cow in there, and I'm going into the ark. Man, they stopped you, buddy. You didn't get past gatekeeper. Those boys could knock you out, and they would. Anyway. Anyway. Under the command of Zadok, the young man of unusual courage. And Jehoiada, he and 22 members of his family were the officers of the fighting priest. New Testament today says we're a kingdom of priests. He's made us priests. Wow. We're fighting too. We're not going down without winning. We're going to win every, every turn. Just like David wrote about in the Psalms. From Benjamin Look at that, 3,000, Ephraim, 2,800, mighty warriors. Look at this, each famous in his, uh, uh, goodness, where's all the weak ones? There's not any. 18,000 to help David become king. 200, wow. Whew. They understood the temper of the times and the best course for Israel to take. Man, you're just surrounded with wisdom. You're not going to leave the stuff you buy in your shopping cart when you go home. You can't forget these things. God's with you the whole time. Fully armed and totally loyal to David. Wonder why? Wonder why? Well, let's just stop with the answer to that. Here's David. David wrote that one. That one. Let's look at this. Lord, so many are against me. So many seek to harm me. I have so many enemies. So many say God will never help me. But, Lord, you're my shield, my glory, and my only hope. You alone can lift my head. I cried to the Lord. He heard me in his temple. He, I laid down and slept, and I woke safely. The Lord was watching over me. Wow. Look what he says. And though 10,000 enemies surround me, I'm not afraid. I will cry to him. Now, remember, this is a song. You can sing it the next day or the next year. Praise the Lord. Do we need to know the 23rd? We already know it. Wow. Oh, we got to stop Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord, that we are protected just like David, his mighty men. They're called the army of God. Hallelujah. And you told us, just like you told the disciples, have you got, two, have you got any swords? And they said they had two. And you said, good, Lord. And also, Lord, you said that to put on the armor of God. And we just thank you that, Lord, you're there to help us. And we're going to resist the enemy. He's trying to kill us, but we're not going to let him. No, we got work to do. So, Father, we're involved in the army of God, just like we used to sing all the time. So, Father, we just thank you. If we're not feeling good today, whether it be sickness or some problem coming against us, you'll take care of that. Hallelujah. Lord, if it's financial, you'll take care of that, too. And if it's some other problem that's just facing us and we're kind of worried about it, oh, praise the Lord, you'll fix that. And, Lord, that doesn't leave anything left but for us to become secretaries and to write things down that have happened to us and how you've set us free so we can tell others that Jesus really is real and he's our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, amen, amen, amen.